We're live with God Mode Unlocked episode 114 slash God Mode Unlocked live episode. I think this is four or five. I'm losing track now. It, uh, but we got rolls right off the tongue. Yeah, we got a lot of really interesting news this week. A lot of it I can't wait to talk about. I can't. I got, I've been waiting to, to bash some of these companies all week. And uh, I'm smash. there's a huge focus on Google for a lot of reasons this week. A lot of weird government economic business stories from everybody. Uh, cultural yeah. stories. It, it's it's Nobody been a wild safe. week. Yeah, for real. It's been a it's been a wild week. So I want to start with it's going to be a big focus on Google here, Stadia, uh, all that stuff to start things off. And we have a bunch of different directions to cover. So let's start with Stadia held their good stuff event this week, which was a they had hyped up this as a big, a uh, big event for Stadia, you know, announcements and whatever. So what it boiled down to was they showed off like three, three new Stadia games. Two of them were games that we already knew about. You know, like I think it was that one terribly named Ubisoft game. Was it Immortals Phoenix Rising or Phoenix Immortals oh, Rising or whatever yes. they changed the name to? The other one I think was might have been like Assassin's Creed or something. But they also announced Pac-Man Mega Tunnel Battle. That's the actual name. Pac-Man Mega Tunnel Battle. Which is a Pac-Man Battle Royale like game. Is that like a pun of Megaton? I, I don't... Well, here's the funny thing. Uh, this... This is like... This, is, they, this exact game, basically, got announced a few months back for Twitch. And it was supposed to be playable on Twitch. It had a different name, but I, I don't, I don't know what happened here. Um, anyway, I don't know if Stadia money had it or, or Google money had it, but they got Pac-Man Battle Royale, and uh, that was their big announcement of of the week. But the the one, the one thing they did was, uh, so I think we can all agree it wasn't a very exciting. Good stuff of that for, for Google. What? But all You're of not these, excited for Pac-Man? Well, listen, listen. Here's the best part. All these games had demos available for free this week. Limited time demos. So, I played the Pac-Man demo. I signed up. You can <laughs> sign up for free. You don't need to pay anything. I played the Pac-Man demo. Uh, I won a round of, uh, of it. So, that's 40 different Battle Royales for me, by the way. Oh, jeez. But it's a beast. Um, my experience with it was interesting. This was my because you, you haven't played Stadia yet, right? No. So bear in mind, this is Pac-Man. So it's not a very demand, technically demanding game. But, yeah. So I, I have a couple different thoughts on it. And, and I guess like none of it, I should say, was a surprise. But to actually experience it was. On one hand, I was thinking... As I was playing it, you know, this is not a good way to game. I was like, this is because like every once in a while, your all your resolution just gets fuzzy. Yeah, there's there's definitely bits of lag. I had some connectivity issues like the first few times I tried to boot up the game. I kid you not. It said your connection is not strong enough to play. So that was troublesome since I have really good Internet. Uh, and, yeah. and a lot of places in the world don't have access to this level of internet. But um, what I think was 
the resolution got fuzzy. There were lag issues. Even the loading times, though, were on the long side. And you know, I thought one of the I thought one of the advantages to Stadia was that I wasn't going to have loading time. Wouldn't you think? Wouldn't you? Th that's what I was trying to grasp. Like it's not reading any localized memory. So exactly. what are these? It seems like they could have. It seems like they could could have. Uh, you know, had beefier memory because it because it is just streaming. You know, it's not. Yeah. You know, um, it seems like that could have been a major advantage, and I thought it was supposed to be, but uh, apparently not. So you know, I had another. Even though this was such a simple game, so I I can't say, you know, I can't speak to how Destiny Two runs on it or any other game. After I played it, I was like, you know, that that's really not an ideal experience for me, but. If that was the only way you had to game, it wasn't that bad. Like, yeah. like the thing that would keep me away though is after this demo is over, you have to pay for the game. That and that that is what would keep me away from doing cloud gaming. The whole thing about cloud gaming is supposed to be that it's accessible, it's easy. You just click a yeah. few buttons and you can Cheap. play. Well, and and it's you click a few buttons and you're playing. That's it. Yeah. No download. No, but. When you have to pay twenty bucks for a Pac-Man game, I mean that's not very accessible, is it? That kind of negates the whole accessibility. Changes uh, the equation a bit, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I really, I was gonna text you at one point, and I was like, "Go play this game," and like, tell, because I wanted to hear like if we could compare experiences, you know? Yeah. But I think after this podcast, I'm gonna because you know I'm really interested now. Yeah, do it. Do it. Just to give Stadia a try. That plat that pack yeah, signing up was really easy. I'll give them that. You log in with your Gmail basically, and that's pretty much it. You're pretty much good to go. I wouldn't say that it was one of the weirdest things. Every time you load into the game, to one of the games, it makes yeah. it makes you watch every single Pac-Man being thrown into like a hole. Like like the, the <laughs> so basically like you have to sit there and watch like 60, 60 Pac-Mans one by one. Every player. <laughs> with, with, with that sound effect. Why am I sitting here through, through this entire watching every single freaking player jump into watching the... this this Watching this Pac-Man massacre. You know what else I want to say? Did you play a lot of Pac-Man when you were a kid, like in an arcade or anything? You know, actually, I think I did. I think I actually did. It's addicting. Yeah, but some of the rules and mechanics are absolute garbage. Like, <laughs> I, I, do you remember like trying to take corners, and your character yes. wouldn't actually turn? Yes, like, oh, that God, pissed yes. me off so bad. Yes. Off. Thirty years later, it was still pissing me off. Like I'm like I'm go I'm going left, not up. <laughs> yeah. like, well, I bet it's I bet it's twice as bad with the stadium. Stadium. Yeah, that was the thing. I'm, there was also this has nothing to do with stadium really. But the game doesn't really explain the rules at all. So you can eliminate other players by, like, eating them. You know, like, as your Pac-Man. Because you can leave your board and go to other people's boards. It's a pretty clever system. Like, these doors yeah, open sounds... up. It's pretty clever. Um, yeah. But then you can also, at random times, I would just be, like, going along. And it would just say, like, eliminated for no reason. And it pissed me off so bad because I'm just going along, like, clearing all my board. And then, oh, eliminated. And... Did it, did it did it stream that that scene to you? Here here's the other thing. This is if you've never played Pac-Man, you've probably already turned off this, this episode because you don't care. 
<laughs> you you cannot eat the same ghost twice after getting the power up to, to be able to eat ghosts. Once you eat it, it again be, can come back and kill you, even though you're still in invincible mode. And I was like, who designed this? This is pure trash. Yeah. It's like, why would they well, do this? I think that was how it was in the original. It, well, I'm sure it was. Once, I'm once you ate it, it came back yeah. as a normal ghost. So you couldn't eat it anymore. But it, it, it's... It was so frustrating because you think you're like in invulnerable. So you're just going along trying to clear the board and then whoops, I accidentally yeah. ran into that same ghost. It was <laughs> weird. But that 35-year-old mechanic. Yeah, probably older, honestly. It's probably 40 years old. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It probably is 40 at least. Um, but let's get into some of the stuff that Google got into this week. And it was all bad news for Google this week, I feel. It was all bad. It's not so, all bad news. What? I said not well, not all bad news. Their Why? their stock actually their stock actually went up after oh. they announced they were under investigation for <laughs> monopoly. Well, and this very bad attention news, you could also argue, well, Stadia got more PR out of this than they've ever got. So maybe in the long run it's a good thing. So yeah. one of Google's the director of one of Google's studios which they don't have many gave what many people called the worst take in video game history this week until they until they buy capcom <laughs> also not please if that ever comes true <laughs> we're shutting down this show oh we are God. influencing the world way too much can, can you imagine the outrage we, we killed the guy for prodigy that. we made google buy capcom we are done we are done yeah. if that happened yeah um the monkey's paw but he tweeted that streamers should start paying developers and publishers for for the right to stream their game. So he said that you need to you should have to pay a company that makes the game for streaming rights, which is the absolute insane. Yeah. Most of this started this week because there was a huge debacle with DCMA, which is the music streaming thing which we'll get yeah. into a little bit later. But this guy got so much negative attention. Back. Oh, my God. This was like, does he not understand? Like, how could you be? Well, you know, you could, you in, a, in a way. You case it, for it, but it's awful. It, it, it's like. No, no, no. But, I mean, in a way, it's kind of shrewd for him to say that because right now, like, who's playing Stadia? Like, what's what's the Stadia fan base? Like, Great five point. people? Great point. So, so on the one hand, he's going to attract the, the 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 developers and the publishers with, hey, we're, we'll, we'll pay you more money. And on the other hand, he's not really going to piss off too many people because how many people are playing Stadia? Well, he just made the – it's not just Stadia. He said universally. universally based, if, so, if you yeah. want to stream yeah. – Apex Legends. If I want to stream Apex Legends, not 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 on Stadia as a streamer. If I want to play your game on Twitch, I need to pay EA because I'm streaming their game. I'm using their game on my channel. Yeah. Yeah. Which it works the total opposite, which is why streamers have become such a hot commodity. Like streamers are making and breaking games. Like Yeah. Streamers are cheap marketing. They're super cheap marketing compared to commercials and ads. Yeah. 
among us. And the money and the money isn't really coming out of the developers' hands. It's no. coming, you know. Unless you're paying a streamer. Yeah. They're buying your game and then they're streaming it. It it this to me. I mean, tell me if you agree with this. Knowing how Stadia has rolled out so far and how Google has has fared in gaming, which I think I think we both agree that it's been an epic fail so far. Yeah. I kind of wasn't shocked by this because this to me says Google basically has the wrong people leading their their gaming endeavor. That's what it screams yeah. to me. It's a little scary. Yeah. It's a little scary right now. Yeah. I just, and to be making such a comment to like, Google should be doing everything they can right now to try to attract streamers and attract that, you know, the, the whole online, the internet, basically get the internet culture to that. Now, did he say that streamers should pay or, or did he say that the developers should get a cut of, Whatever the streamers. Well, let me let me look up the exact tweet and I'll I'll read it to you. It was he didn't say anything about a cut, as far as I remember. I mean, I I don't think I don't think they're entitled to either. But I mean, I think yeah. one is definitely worse than the other. Yeah. If the streamer has to just pay just to start to play without even making any money themselves. Well, and most because uh, you know not most streamers not every streamer streamers. makes money. Yeah, well, exactly. exactly. So. Anytime you have a streamer playing your game, it's really a boon for your game. Like, yeah, it. Well, like you say, it's free marketing, really. Yeah, yeah. Why can't I find it now? I can't find this guy's name. I thought I retweeted it. Maybe the guy deleted it, and I can't. I can't find it anymore. Hold on. I want I want to find it. I want to read it just just for the record. Maybe you can hum us a, a little tune while I yeah. <laughs> the Mario theme song. Okay. I I I got it. The real truth is streamers should be paying the developers and publishers of the games they stream. They should be buying a license like any real business and paying for the content that they use. Oh, that's that is that is straight garbage. <laughs> that is straight garbage. It, 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 yeah, I mean, because like I said, like some streamers don't make any money. A lot, no, most, most of them, majority don't. of streamers it, don't make money. I hate to be you're that, locking them out. I hate to make that like top one percent argument, but in streaming, that's exactly what it is. The top one percent of streamers get ninety nine percent of the revenue. That's exactly how. Yeah. Like literally, like the top yeah. fifty. I mean, people on Twitch make that would millions, and then that the rest would probably of us destroy make streaming. Right. Exactly. Like, how many people would start streaming if they needed to buy a license? To yeah play they already got to buy the game and then you're gonna tell oh well if you want to stream it you gotta buy a lot it would be so counterproductive for developers to do that in fact this is what i hope i hope google does that and then writes themselves a death (laughs) sentence in gaming because that's exactly what it would be nobody would stream their games keep digging that hole yeah keep (laughs) digging that hole going so speaking of that hole let's talk about 
the U.S. government filed an antitrust lawsuit against Google this week. And did you have any chance to do any digging, reading into this? Did you? No, no, I saw the headline, but I didn't go further than that. So my understanding was this lawsuit is specific to their search engine. Because I think it was last episode we were talking about, like, how's the U.S. going to approach this? So the U.S., well, at least two people, I'm assuming, Trump and Barr, are taking the stance that, that Google has a monopoly on the search engine business. So what do you, like, what's your reaction? Um, I, I don't really see the argument. Um, because, you know, there's, there's, there's a bunch of search engines out there. I realize Google has the, the majority. They, it's around 60%. Is it only 60? Here in the U. Here in the U.S., I I'm believe shocked, it's only but 60. It's only 60. I was well, I like 95. Well, I think globally it's it's like 95. Yeah. But here in the U.S., it's only 60. It's it's kind of ironic that you know this is actually like their weakest market outside yeah. of China, yeah. where they're, they're where they're banned. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. It, it'll be really interesting to see how the government pitches this. And I mean, what are you going to do? Well, that's that. that that's my. It, it, I got a couple of reactions. It's like a. You know, when it comes to search engines, engines, is it not just the most convenient thing to have one, perfectly functioning search engine and not have like, well, I can't. Do you remember when search engines first came out? You would search it on one, and if you didn't get good results, you would go to another one and hope that you'd get yeah. better results there. And that's how Google rose to prominence because it worked better than the rest it just and i would still say yeah the only other search engine that i use from time to time is, is bing like the second most popular yes here in the u.s yeah i mean google's just better than bing bing doesn't work yeah. as well it's not bad oh. but and i use bing but it you know a lot of times i have to go back to google yeah it is what it is you know and there's other ones like go go duck or, or duck duck go or whatever it is Never even heard of um, um, and obviously Yahoo, but I think Yahoo's powered by Bing now. Ask.com is still a thing, which is used to it used to be yeah. Ask Ask Jeeves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was like, I remember uh the here's a great throwback story for you. Shout out to Joe Palmer. Joe Palmer sat next <laughs> to me and uh, uh in the computer lab in English class when we were doing a research paper. And you know, yeah. it, Google was already taking over at that time. And he he was so hell bent on trying to do his research paper using Ask Jeeves, <laughs> and he kept continually turning up like no results, <laughs> and it just became this ongoing thing where he kept saying, "Oh, I he'd, he'd, go, he'd go get the teacher and he'd say, well, I keep t- I keep typing it into Ask Jeeves, and I'm not, you know, I can't write this paper. <laughs> Ask Jeeves isn't giving. <laughs> it's like wait, wait, and then someone would come up and be like, wait, let me go yeah. to Ask Jeeves." And it just, it was a disaster. But yeah, what what exactly? So like, let's say, you know, Congress finds or, you know, a court finds, whatever, a judge. I don't know how they go about this. That Google has a monopoly on the search engine market. What do you do? How do you fix that? Well, you know, they might give them stipulations as to what they can show 
and what they can and where they where they rank things. I mean, I think that's about all you can really do, right? I, I don't know. I, I read a little bit of like fine print that they, they said the U.S. government believes that Google is using like is keep is using practices to keep competition out to, to basically make yeah. it impossible for competition to they're striking deals or something I, maybe I, yeah yeah well that's what i mean is like it'll have to be like stipulations on how they run their business because i don't think there's any way to like break them down like like they did yeah. to the uh, telephone services years back uh, it just I don't see how you could do that and it'd be beneficial to customers. Do you think it, do you think it's, this is surprising or not surprising that, well, not, not well, I was going to ask you a specific question. Okay. If, no, if, you finish your question. Go, though, if you have something to go say, go ahead. Well, I do. I do actually. It, it's just funny to me that if they're going to go after them about the search engine, because yeah. I think YouTube is the much more obvious monopoly. I mean, yeah. I know there, I mean, like, YouTube is way more like, you know, if, if you need something, you're going to go to YouTube for a video. You're, you're not going yeah. to, I don't even know. I was going to say, what are, what the are some last, of the alternatives? The last, I mean, there's a few like crypto powered. Uh, Daily motion. Uh, uh, Vimeo was like the last, like serious YouTube yeah. competitor that I remembered, which they like 10 years ago. They they saw the writing on the wall and they changed their whole approach. They're like, we're not going to win this. We yeah. need to, and they did, and they're still around because they did change their business model. They're not a YouTube competitor anymore. And but don't you like that? Don't you like like it was a smart you move. Need, well, no, but don't you like if you need a video, like like a how to oh, yeah. video or whatever, you go to YouTube. It's on YouTube. And it's there. And that, it's that's there. what I'm saying. Like from a search engine perspective, or some of those things, it's like. I don't want to have to go to four different platforms to find the video I want. Uh, I, yeah. I do want them all in one place. It's just convenient. But outside of that, I mean, I don't know. I don't see the argument. I don't know what you can do besides put stipulations on how they run their business. But uh, other than that, I, I don't know. I don't know what you can do. What I was going to ask you is, do you think it's surprising or not surprising that when it comes to businesses, um, you know, from the top, Trump keep Trump is firing shots at, at China and Chinese businesses. But the actions of the U.S. government as a whole uh, seemed, seem, which is led by Donald Trump at the moment, seem to be aimed at American businesses. You know, we're talking Facebook, we're talking Google, we're talking Amazon, uh, Twitter. Do you find that surprising or not surprising? Well... I, I do. I'm going to put my cute cap on here and I'm wondering if maybe, maybe, maybe they're trying to be a little bit shrewd because here's the thing. Uh, Europe is going to start going after these companies as well. The American company. So I, yeah. So I wonder if this is like a move to try and preempt Europe to try and make them, you know, sort of back off like, okay, we'll take care of it. So that way at least the U S government can decide what's going to happen mm -hmm. more so than the, you know, the European uh, commission or whoever, yeah. whoever represents Europe now. I had a, um, I was thinking about it from a, I don't know if it's from a, if it's from a practical standpoint. So, you know, 
they're not going to have any luck trying to do anything with a Chinese owned company, for example. Yeah. So they're, you know, is it like, well, we can reach, we can reach Google. If, you know, we, we can, we can talk to them. We can do, we can make them do something because we, they pay taxes to us. They're on our property. And what, what power do we really have over a company in you know, anywhere else? You know, I, there yeah. are technically things that you can do, but there it's, you're limited, yeah. you're limited to an extent. So well, I, I wonder if it's uh, from that angle, like, well, Hey, these, it's, these are the low hanging fruit. No, I, I really don't buy that because, you know, the sort of modern warfare is, is technology based. It's yeah. really like a technology arms race. Yeah. So I don't think they really want to do anything to damage, you know, the, the biggest technology companies in the world which all happen to be like American. American. Yeah. So I, I don't think they really, there too. yeah, I, I don't think they want to, they don't want to kill the, the goose that lays the golden eggs. So to say, so I think it's, I think it's really just to preempt Europe and try and make Europe feel better. Like, like we're handling it Europe. You yeah. don't need to, you don't need to do anything more. Or we're going to handle it. You know, yeah. I, I think that's really what it's about. I, 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 uh, yeah, th- this may be, you know, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where it goes because it may be more symbolic than anything. Because like you said, what are they really going to do? Like, and, and, and to cherry pick the search engine market, like 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 we were talking last episode, I, I'm much more personally, you know, concerned with Amazon being controlling everywhere than I am of yeah. one company having a, a monopoly in one Feel. And I get it. Search engines are important because they direct traffic. They can direct business. They, they are a big deal. Same thing with social media. But it's just one of those things like, what are you going to well, do? Well, yeah. And I heard one of the main points of contention for the Google situation is is what they did with Apple. Because they, they were paying Apple billions of dollars to use their search engine as the default. So who was it, uh, Google? Google was paying Apple about like eight billion a year to have uh, Google as the default search engine for <laughs> Apple devices. So maybe, I, I can see where they would be upset about that. Maybe that's what they're going after. You know, like you yeah, can't so, pay people to. But I don't know. That's a that's a shady deal too. That's like saying like, oh, you know, like you can't buy games as exclusive. That's not fair. Well, isn't that kind of the irony of it all? Like. Like when you get too good at business, they try and make you worse at yeah, business. Yeah. Too. So everybody Knock else can catch up. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of, it's kind of interesting how that works. So uh, let's, let's move on to, man, there's so many things that could be transitioned because they're like almost all related this week. Uh, let's, let's do uh Twitch's problems and then also a big success and it's also government related uh this week so switching from google to amazon so twitch it has a major problem all of a sudden well not all of a sudden this has been coming for a long time in my opinion with dcma which is basically music related record label related streamers are not supposed to play copyrighted music on their streams it's a it, it violates u.s copyright law most, no, I shouldn't say most, very many streamers have broken this law over the years. And there, there's always been this back and forth between streamers and Twitch and the record industry. And, you know, 
different platforms have been trying to come up with different solutions for this problem. Well, I have a theory here that Twitch is really in a lot of trouble because all of a sudden this week they sent out tons and tons and tons of these DCMA notices and they they were banning like prominent streamers for this. They were deleting all prominent streamers, like all of their stuff. Like we're deleting everything or like you need to delete everything or you're going to be banned. Like just like very rampantly just, and it caused shockwaves. Like, oh my God, all my stuff that I've done for the last seven years is now gone. So there's a lot of different ways we can go with this, but what's what's yours? Because because uh, I know you're not super into the streaming industry. So what's what's your first? No, but but well, first of all, my my first thought was didn't didn't Facebook just make an agreement to basically have like all the music, yep, uh, covered, yep. And so why can't why can't Big Daddy Amazon make the same? Back the truck up, you know, and agree hundred percent. There's all the money. So, like I don't I don't understand. Like Twitch is the market leader. You yeah. would think they would want to do everything in their power to make sure they stay there. Um, but apparently not. Apparently they're willing to cede this to Facebook and uh, you know make their product less attractive. I think I, I, that's a very good point. I say like Facebook had a solution. Facebook ponied up the money. Uh, I think Twitch. I mean. A, when you're a streamer, especially after you've been, if you take it seriously at all, if, if you're just some kid who's just firing it up, you might not know this. But if you're a streamer that takes it seriously at all, you knew this was the law and the case. So I'm not, def yeah. I'm not going to defend people who, who did it because this has been well known for a long time. You can't do it. So, you know, I, you can argue about the law being right or wrong all you want, but it is the law. You knew it. So... You kind of made your own bed if you're in that situation. But I do think that Twitch has a serious problem, like you said. Like two weeks ago, they rolled, three weeks ago maybe, they rolled out this half-cooked program, this Twitch soundtrack thing, which was total garbage. It's crap. It's like, oh, well, if you want to play music, use this. This is what we put together for you. And this just seems like such a... And then like two weeks later, they're like, oh, hey, everybody, by the way, all your stuff's being deleted. It, it seems like they're just doing a terrible, poorly planned, yeah. poorly executed job. And I think record the record industry must be like really in their ear. Like if you don't get this fixed, like we will get you, you we will get your platform taken down. Like get this under control or we will get your whole platform taken down. Yeah. Or they're going to get a lot of lawsuits. That's for sure. Yeah. Right. Right. And um, I just think it's weird that the way that Twitch is run. Despite being the market leader, just all the things that happen. I keep going back to this. Like, why doesn't Amazon run this company like a business? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and I think I think they leave them alone. And I th on some usually you think that's a good thing. You want your small independent company not to be managed by the big overlord. But in this case, I just feel like Amazon should really step in here and like provide some freaking support. Like, yeah, well, I mean, definitely, and that that was that was really kind of my first thought is 
there's been a lot of decisions lately that the users of Twitch have not liked. And a lot of them aren't even getting explained. Yeah. A lot of them aren't even being explained, which, you know, usually makes your users even angrier because they want explanations for why you're doing this stuff. And, and, and Amazon slash Twitch, they're they're not providing it. It's just very, very bizarre. I guess they figure they're the market leader by a long shot. So they're willing to risk it on some of these things, but it's just very bizarre. That hubris almost always leads to your competition gaining on you, which is exactly what's been happening. YouTube and Facebook gaming have been incrementally growing. And, uh, you know, I keep coming back to the doctor disrespect thing. You know, they voided a contract, never explained it, of one of their biggest streamers who was making millions of dollars, deleted all of his stuff. It's gone. Um, And so if you're a streamer on Twitch and you see that, if you're a big streamer where it's like it's you are the, you know, it's your it's your livelihood. That's terrifying. Like, yeah, this company just fired the guy who they had under contract and will provide no explanation whatsoever. Like one of their biggest one of their biggest uh, people. How safe am I on this platform? Exactly. Like if well, maybe. Do you think it was like a sacrificial lamb sort of thing? Like none of you are safe. So, well, here's what I think. And doc has hinted at this himself. I think, I think I've said this on the show before. They did this like within like weeks of mixer shutting down. Like it was almost, I think it was within the same like week or two. And we know what they paid Ninja. We know what they paid shroud and mixer. I think doc and his team and stuff, you know, and he has a really high-end talent agency. It's like the same talent agency that like Hollywood all belongs to. I think they negotiated yeah. like a huge lucrative deal. And then once Mixer was killed off, I think Twitch was like, oh my God, like we've really screwed up. Like we didn't need to pay him this. Yeah. You know? I think you're probably right. I they they found some baloney to void the contract. And then shortly thereafter, they signed a bunch of talent including Shroud and Mix, uh, Ninja, to come back to the platform for what I've heard pretty much on, on the cheap. So, I don't know. You can't do that when you're the market leader. When you're owned by Amazon, you cannot do that. Like, yeah. Like, so so you, you think... You think... Here? Like, you, you think that they... So, basically, they just wanted out of his contract... And so, so they terminated him and they're hoping that maybe he'll fail elsewhere and come back. No, they banned do you, him. Do you think they just don't care? They didn't just like terminate his con. They banned him. They removed every trace of him on the platform. Yeah. I, I think there's no way they ever let him back. I think That's they, so weird. I think that instead of saying like, Hey, we need to renegotiate this contract or like, cause, cause you know, his legal team would never, give to that yeah they're gonna they're gonna hold all day there no, are you, so many people that wanted answers there and they're just it's looking like they're never gonna come i mean they're still in court it, they're in arbitration it's ongoing and it has to happen if there's confidentiality agreements and uh i don't know but doc's pulling really good numbers on youtube and if you look at youtube gaming's growth since he started there it's obvious the first day he started there their growth is on a clear upward pattern. And I, I think Twitch really. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, they, they seem to be Don't making mistake it. after mistake. It's really odd. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm surprised Bezos hasn't stepped in or anything, but maybe it just I don't hasn't even know if Bezos knows yet. what Twitch is, honestly. <laughs> That's I, true. I, That's true. He might be so far removed at this point. Yeah. I mean, and I, I guess on a positive note uh, for Twitch this week, uh, AOC streamed Among Us on Twitch this week and set the world yeah, on that. fire. She had, it, this was the, did you see how many viewers she had? No. It was the third largest stream on Twitch ever. It was 430,000 concurrent viewers. And it was announced like, like like a few hours beforehand. Like, it's just, it's crazy. It. Yeah. Maybe, maybe she'll have another career. That's what people said. They were, they were like, well, she's a, uh, if she, you know, doesn't want to run for reelection, I guess she's got a backup plan in place already based on the way that it, uh, started but if she wins if she if she's elected president in a couple of years i hope she does it again while she's president <laughs> well you know i i hate i hate to get into it uh actually i don't hate to get into it it's our podcast i don't give a shit um, <laughs> exactly this, there this you is, go this is exactly why though even though they are so far different in, in you know their policies what is ruling pop culture and politics for sure right now are these like cults of personality. So Trump being yeah. one of them, but then yeah. on the opposite side, you have her and that's exactly what she is. She inspires very fervorous and that's this type of thing is this was very smart. It's like she just took an audience that is generally untapped when it comes to politics and totally inserted herself into it on a huge, wide scale. This was very smart. There was no risk to this at all. And exactly. It set the world exactly. on fire. Like, and it's it's something that you know is almost sort of really unique to her because because of her age. Yeah. Relative to most of the rest of the Congress. Yeah, that you know that's a really good point too. And I've made this uh, this point before. You know, Congress was uh, they. What were they debating about Twitch a little while ago? I don't remember what. Oh, it was military recruiting on Twitch. Should it be legal uh, or illegal? And, yeah. uh, you know, and I made that point then. It's like how there's there's probably like three people in all of Congress that know anything about Twitch at all, let alone anything about its culture or its relevance or its actual influence. And uh, that's why you know, having young people of any stance at all in the federal government is so important because, you know, here's a Congresswoman who actually has used Twitch can say, yeah, you know, like I understand it. Yeah. You know, whereas the rest yeah. of them are like, Twitch, what is that? What you do? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> is, that what's going, is that what's going through those pipes? Yeah. <laughs> the pipes. How'd they get all those polys through that cable? Uh, so flipping back to, uh, I feel like everything for some reason this, this week focuses on government. I don't know how this happened. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's what you get. When so, you, says the, yeah. So, so, says the former mayor, the former mayor making the agenda. Yeah. Uh, did I send you that screenshot of, uh, steam coming to China? No, I didn't. Okay. I wish I did because I wanted to. <laughs> I don't think you did. I, I don't think I did. Wait, I, I thought me, I texted something to you about it, this. but Frank says former mayor, anyway, soon president. The 20, man. 2024, Frank. 
The man formerly known as Mayor. <laughs> I should change my name to that. The artist formerly known as Mayor. And then the Bigfoot. Oh, I want to watch that movie so bad. I know, me too. I almost watched it last night, but maybe tonight after the podcast. I want to recommend it. Yeah, there you go. Um, so Steam is coming to China, not official yet, but reportedly, and it seems all signs point to yes. Within each within each game, if you dig into the files, which A will talk about your reaction to that at all. Actually, let, let's let's take it. Let's start there, and then I'll open up to what what some of the the devils in the details kind of thing. So, Steam yeah. is reportedly coming to China. What you know? Maybe you did send me this. Did I? Maybe you did, or maybe I just saw it. Maybe I saw it independently. Could be. Could be. But anyway, yeah, Steam is coming to China, and there's a few stipulations to that, isn't there? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Big ones. Um, a few big stipulations. Yeah. So just like, so you know, you know how you've been saying, and you know, I haven't disagreed, but um, to do business in China, you kind of have to have a Chinese partner. Yeah. Well, I kind of assumed, I just said kind of, I thought it was that way. You kind of have to have a Chinese partner. Is it universal? Like, is it law? Like you have to um, have a Chinese uh, partner um, or no? You know, well, because it seems it almost, like it really is. It if almost it's not is law. It's unwritten law. There, there, I can only think of one company off the top of my head that that is independent in China, and that's Tesla. For right. whatever reason, Tesla Tesla has been given a very rare pass. Very, very rare pass. Um. So anyway, every single game that's going to be published on Steam, it appears in China, um, we'll need to have a Chinese partner. Like, and it has to be like clearly labeled to even be published. Like that is mandated. And, uh, well, first of all, what do you, do you think this is good for China? Do you, it seems like it's good for steam because steam's going to get a huge influx. I, I have to imagine that steam is looking at this because they want to get leverage over Epic. Epic is growing rapidly. Yeah. What can we do? I assume that's their angle. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I've been thinking about is uh, this is super gritty government stuff. What what is the effect, the economic effect of forcing what I'll call like a native company like to do business in your country? You know, you have to form a partnership with a native company. Do you? What, what's your thought on that? Well, I mean, it's just the easiest way to to steal the intellectual property. I mean, if you need a partner, you know, a partner you have to share your business with. You know, and so it's the, it's the greatest way to steal intellectual property. <laughs> you, you literally have to tell them how your business works in order to do business there. So yeah. guess what they're going to do once they know how your business works, they're taking your business. Like that's the next step. I, I had, I had thought of it along a different line. So I, and I'm not suggesting that we, that we do this, by the way, I, I was just trying to play out, you know, the steps in my mind. So I got thinking like, what's, 
and again, I'm not suggesting that we do this. Just want to reiterate that a hundred times over because I think it goes down a very bad path and I will explain that. I was like, well, what's to stop every country from just declaring, hey, if you want to do business in France, you got to partner with a French company. If you want to do business yeah. in America, which is basically what Trump forced with TikTok, um, you know, what's to stop any country from doing that? And the immediate first thought is, well, it should stimulate your economy in your country. It should help, right? But then yeah. I got thinking about it, and all it's going to do in the long run, it, it increases the cost because now there's a middleman exactly. everywhere. So it's yeah. just going to increase the cost of doing business, which is going to yeah. be passed on to the consumer. And... uh a, it's not a free market principle at all to do something like that, which is supposedly what we have in this country. I, I yeah. keep, as we keep having these discussions on the podcast, I got thinking to myself, like, I don't know, you, I, you and I are always making these points about, like, you know, this is not an American free market principle. This is not a capitalist principle. I'm like, how did I become the defender of free market capitalism here? Like, <laughs> that, that has never been one of my, like, you know, like, the, I never considered myself like saint. this, like, I'm a capitalist, you know, but I keep yeah. finding myself, like, yeah, saying, hey, well, this, isn't, I, this isn't free market. What the heck? I mean, in America, companies have one of the highest tax rates, or they did. I think Trump changed it. But they used to have um, one of the highest tax rates because we had one of the, if not one of the, if not the largest business, you know, consumer business here so they knew people would still come to do business even if the tax rate was sky high relative to anywhere else right so so china is basically doing the same thing they're, they're saying well we know this sucks for you but we know <laughs> you still want you still want that 1.3 billion chinese right. who are getting richer every day right so we know you're gonna do it anyways uh, well that's what's happening i don't know if they're all getting richer every day because many of them are working for on a dollar in highly unregulated yeah. facilities, but, yeah. uh, but I mean hundreds, hundreds of millions. There's a huge are, market are, are there, without, the middle without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so that's just what's going on. Is they know numbers. that, yeah, by by the volume, you, you're you're going to want to be here, even if you have to give your secrets to one of our companies. Uh, Frank makes a few good points. He says, uh, "A PC is a luxury item, not even talk." talking about internet especially internationally he's making because I, I know frank's from brazil so owning a pc is a luxury in america we probably don't think about that where we all have tablets and i mean yeah. a lot of people are probably not even getting pcs anymore just tablets or smartphones um yeah i mean it's, it's pretty nice that you can now use a tablet almost exclusively you know i've never a owned a tablet i never really got the really appeal. no Never, never. Maybe that could be. Maybe that could be the beginning of your your Apple. No, never. Your Apple endeavor. No. Um. But yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting side. if I think if Steam does come to China, I think it's good for Valve, but I still think it's going to be a fraction of, like, it's not. I mean, games are so regulated in in China. Still, tons yeah. tons of. You'll you'll probably get like literally a fraction of a percentage of the Steam library, but it's better for Chinese gamers. It's better than nothing. Exactly. 
but and and you're still talking hundreds of millions so yeah of people of yeah. people so uh, you know it's going to be worth it to to steam to oh to for be steam there. it's a win-win i just mean like it's uh you know it's going to be hundreds of thousands of games that are available on steam that will never get released in and on steam well, in china because i'm kind of i'm kind of curious about something you said you said um you know, it'll be a good thing to use against Epic. Yeah. Epic's not in the Chinese market? Uh, Well, I mean, they're owned by, well, partially owned by Tencent. I don't yeah, know if the Epic Game Store is available in China. I, I'm sure that ownership would be enough to consider it a yeah. partnership. Yeah, that's a good you know, point. You know, I'm into China. So it just seems kind of weird that, you know, right. if Steam is in China and Epic isn't. Frank, if you could, if Tencent owns everything, yes, we're very aware. Uh, could you Google for us if uh, if the Epic Game Store is available in China? I mean, I know a lot of, uh, uh, I think Fortnite is banned in China. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, I, I just don't know about the Epic Game Store. But it seems like, yeah, they, they definitely will have wiggle room via Tencent if they want to be there. But yeah, and obviously Tencent's such a big player in China. Yeah. Uh, it just seems like they'd have a lot of leverage. You know what I wonder? How many how many uh I mean they don't have they don't have what what's called Congress in China, but how many of their elected officials have hands in Tencent? Like whether direct ownership of yeah. you know yeah. shares or a chairmanship or spot on a board or or, or a family curious. member, yeah, I'm very a family curious. member high up in the in the business somewhere. I'm very curious about that. Um, so let's move on. Let's we're taking things to space this week. Uh, Microsoft partnered with Dun Dun Dun. Did you see this? Their latest partner. I think I did. Starlink. I think I did. Yeah. What a what a crazy, crazy endeavor. Do you think this is insane, or do you think this is forward looking? What um what what is it they're they're trying to achieve exactly? Are they just being the the some, data center for something it? Something with a, a is it Azure? Is that how you pronounce it? Something like I don't know. Yeah, it's with their servers, I think. I I don't I don't know uh, exactly what it might be like a data center. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, um, it, it's a good it's a good gift for Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft's been killing it lately. What do you think's the riskier investment, Starlink or GameStop? That Microsoft has made in the past two months. Uh, probably still GameStop. Yeah, you, you definitely, definitely still GameStop. GameStop is riskier than outer space. Internet, absolutely, outer space. absolutely. Oh my God, that's craziness. Because GameStop is with, with Elon toxic. Musk involved of all the wild cards. Straight toxic. Smoking marijuana and tobacco on Joe Rogan's show. GameStop <laughs> is still riskier. Than the company you're right, run by you're, you're you're right. E- Elon Musk is definitely the uh, the true wild card. He, he always, I mean, for for better or for worse. Um, yeah, I saw something funny. <laughs> I saw like a clip of an interview with him the other day, and he's like, you know, people keep thinking of me as some type of of businessman, and and he's like, he's like, to be honest, I don't have anything to do with the business. He's like, I'm not a business guy. He's like, I'm in there. And I'm I'm like a data, I'm like a science guy. He's like, yeah. And he, and yeah. he starts he starts naming off people. Yeah, he starts naming off people like within his own companies. 
He's like, if you want a question about the business, it's like, go ask this guy. He's the one who does it all, not me. <laughs> At least he's honest. I mean, he is yeah. being honest. Well, maybe I was trying to dodge a question. Mate, mate. No, I actually. I don't know anything about the business. Oh, well, actually. Business. Yeah. I actually. They probably asked him about connections with China. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't do anything with that. No, I mean, I actually <laughs> took that as probably true. He, I don't think he's. Uh, I mean, look how many businesses he started, though. That's because he has money, though. The Boring Company, the SpaceX, Tesla, PayPal. To, to, to pretend like you don't know anything about business. Like, well, I don't think he yeah. didn't know anything. It was, just, it was just more along the lines of, like, this isn't my specialty. Like, my specialty is actually well this yeah. side of, of the business. Yeah. I say yeah, certainly not. It's certainly not public speaking, but he yeah. does it all the time. <laughs> yeah, he still does that quite a bit. Um, I, I actually signed up for the Starlink. Uh, I'll be notified yeah. when, when it's available in our area. Oh. Do you think it'll be? Do you think it'll be worth? I'm I'm almost terrified to try to use it when it first becomes available. Well, no, I'm almost scared. No. I, I think it's a bad. If you got good internet, and I think you do. Um, you think it's going to be? I think trash? you're better off. Yeah, if you got good terrestrial internet, I think you're probably better off staying with that. But if you live way out in the boonies somewhere in the sticks, I think Starlink, yeah, I think for you, if you live way out in the sticks for, and you have it, no other option. for I mean, for audience, some countries have almost no options or literally no yeah. high-speed option at all. So for them, that's where the opportunity lies. But I, I've yeah, heard... Yeah, like my sister... Starlink's promising, like, unseen levels of of low latency that's what they're claiming yeah we'll see yeah just like google um, stadia I, claimed uh I, what was that latency term that they claimed negative latency. negative, negative yeah. latency um i heard that they were promising a gig right like one gig internet starlink yeah but then i and heard you pay the, for an ungodly amount of bandwidth. but then I, I i heard i heard it in practice, it only got up to a hundred megabytes or megabits. Well, uh, I don't know. That's like that's like when you buy a hard drive and then only eighty five percent of it is actually usable memory. You know, like. It's but I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, my sister, she lives in Marathon, and um, she would only get like one megabyte, fifteen megabytes, five megabytes, somewhere in there. Yeah. You know, like yeah. just terrible, terrible. Like you couldn't stream. You know, you couldn't stream anything. So. Uh, so if they could get a hundred via Starlink, like, yeah. that would be a huge upgrade for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Frank says GameStop is going to outer space to sell you Funko Pop in your next gas planet next to a McDonald's asteroid. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but Funko Pop. I swear to God, that's all GameStop is now. Funko Pop and for crappy real. T-shirts. Yeah, wall to wall. Yeah, for real. Uh, until until they'll be selling Xbox services here in a few weeks. Yeah. Can you believe this is not on the agenda? Can you believe that the next generation consoles are literally launching in what two 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 and a half weeks? And yeah, it's like no hype. 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 I was gonna say hype check. Yeah, none. Do you have any hype? No. Can you believe this? How much are Funko Pops? <laughs> Depends on which one. Are they like forty dollars or something? Uh, They're expensive. Some of the collectible ones. Uh, you can get. 
some for like 15. But I see you got I see you got some up on on the shelf yeah, right there. Yeah. Yeah, they're not those aren't $40. Like they have like they have like they make they're like trading cards, you know. They make like uh like limited print runs, you know. Like this one it's it's Jason from uh Friday the 13th, but his mask has got a green line on of it instead of a red one and it's worth yeah. $500. Well, and the point I'm getting to is is you could get like a new Xbox for less than maybe some Funko Pop. <laughs> Funko Pop. Yeah, it's a monthly payment. Yeah. Get yeah. one less Funko Pop a month and you'll you can yeah. pay for the new Xbox. There's your new Xbox under your TV. Speaking of which, Phil Spencer talked more this week, uh, not just Starlink stuff. He said that there is in all likelihood an Xbox streaming stick coming. This has been speculated about before. And he also said that he believes the Xbox Series S in the long run will be the hotter of all of their between the X, the series. So the X, the S and the streaming stick, he thinks that the series S will be the most, most successful. I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. Um, yeah, I can see it. Do you think this is Frank game, adding what is Frank adding something? Yeah. Consoles are going to get a recall after the first one start fires inside people's homes. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't was was it was the Xbox, right? There was all these rumors that it was outputting like insane amounts of heat. And they yeah. were, it was debunked, though. They said it's no well, more mean, than the current Xbox. Winter, winter is coming. So good point. Yeah. Save on your it's heating gonna, bill. Buy an Xbox. Yeah. You, yeah. You just stay stay warm around your Xbox. Well, uh, the the PlayStation 4 Pro was so loud that did didn't didn't what website was it that said that they played Last of Us 2 on their PS4 Pro and it was louder than their air conditioner? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you think the streaming uh, stick idea is a good one? I don't know. Uh, it, it depends. It depends on what you can do with it. If it's just purely Game Pass out of stick, uh, I think maybe that's a little too limited. You think they'll have like other streaming services on, on this? Like, will it be the full Xbox experience just on stick? Oh, uh, that's a good question. I think it's a good move because I think it's a good move because Microsoft is literally at breakneck pace. By the way, they are. Fully fulfilling their their vision of an Xbox service for every type of consumer. They've got a high end with the Xbox Series X, middle end with the Series S. Uh, you've got PC in there. You've got xCloud, which will stream to your phone. You'll have this streaming stick, which will be somewhere between streaming to your phone and Series S, I hope, if it's if it's good. Um. I just feel like they're literally like if there is somewhat if there is a method somewhere where we can reach people, we're gonna take the path, and I love it. I think it's well, I think it's br- brilliant. As longtime Xbox fans, doesn't it feel good to finally see like Microsoft truly getting behind Xbox? Like yeah, for a lot of years, I mean. for a lot of years, it, it's felt like you know we were hoping like maybe this is the year that yeah they, that they they finally go do something you know yeah. and and. It was just like false start, false hope, year after year. Yeah. You know, E3, this is the year. This is it. Yeah. 
But now it feels like they're finally starting to show up. 2020 has been the year for sure for them delivering uh, on a lot of fronts. The sad thing is, is they could have totally capped the year off by delivering that big game in Halo Infinite, and they don't get to. Yeah. That That's the sad oh. thing. They've launched a lot of good games the last year. They really have. But they missed out on that one, like, quadruple A, you know, cap. Like, the, that cherry cut, on top. Cut, cut to Phil Spencer grimacing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish we could. I should just put a button that I can press real quick. And it's yeah. Just split second flashes <laughs> his face. Every, every time we mention that Halo Infinite is that they're at launch. Um. He also said that the iOS solution is likely arriving in early 2021. So in just a few months, he said he's confident in it. And he also uh, said that there's going to be an Xbox Game Pass Platinum, which is a higher monthly fee. But when there's new hardware that comes out, you've basically already paid it forward. So this is what I mean. Like, they are thinking of everything. Like, if there's Wait, somebody well, who wants to do something. So let me, let me back up. So if you get the platinum and yep. new Xbox hardware get, comes out, you just get it. You're guaranteed. He said you will be guaranteed new hardware. How wow. they plan to deliver that, you know, I, I don't know exactly. Wow, Maybe you're right. I mean, trade in the old one. I, I don't know, but yeah, they're they're really starting to to uh, pull away from Nintendo and Sony. In that's what I mean. Like business model. Yeah, their their vision of Xbox for everyone is from a from a hardware side. Yeah. totally being put into put into i don't think i've ever seen a company especially in the gaming space go so hard at making sure that just just spreading everywhere like like and no you know with all due respect because there's serious wildfires going on right now but what they're spreading like wildfire xbox everywhere like you want an Xbox. It's like Oprah Winfrey. Like, you want an Xbox. You get an Xbox. You get an Xbox. Check under your seat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. I hope that's how it is with, uh, like, Platinum, you know? Like, there's just a day where where Phil Spencer, you know, like, there's a live stream, and Phil's like, just check under your seat, and there's the new that's Xbox. What, that's what you say. get an Xbox, the next time, and you the next get time an Xbox. we can actually have an E3 in person. He should do that with the crowd. You get an Xbox, uh, yeah. and you get an Xbox, and you get an Xbox. Did you ever see that the, the GIF where Oprah just goes, bees? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> it's one where her head's bobbing like back and forth. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know it was bees. So. <laughs> uh, so Sony also did something this week. They bought Travis Scott as a member of PlayStation. Oh, Did you God. see this? What an exclusive. This was not a partnership. They actually acquired Travis Scott as a PlayStation brand partner. Signed him out of free agency. First of all, what is it with this guy? Yeah. Second of all, this has to be a huge waste of money, right? They flipped him for McDonald's. Well, that's what. What is it with this guy? <laughs> I don't know. He, he had, what, one song? Like, Sicko Mode is the only one yeah. I know. And, and yep. one of my employees once told me that Travis Scott has two good songs, Sicko Mode and the remix of Sicko yeah. Mode. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... Well, that's... You know, at least he's not a one-hit wonder. Yeah. 
What? What? Why though? He's got his own meal at McDonald's. He's got. He's on the front of Reese's Puffs now. It's called Travis got, Scott's Reese's Puffs. Because he's got a child with Kendall Jenner. Does he? I thought that was Tiger. Yeah. Oh, maybe it is. I don't, I don't think it's Travis Scott. Well, what's Travis? Who's Travis Scott with? I don't know. What's I, he famous for? Sickle, sickle mode? Is sickle that mode. it? Yeah, and the remake. And McDonald's. Sickle mode. Okay. That's a big get for for but Sony. This to me, like this to me, in the same week that you know Microsoft's talking about putting Xbox everywhere, and then you know Sony, well, we're throwing money at Travis, Travis Scott, Scott to try to sell you Game the changer. PlayStation Five. Yeah, it's like, and not to say that influencers aren't important because they are. They're huge these days, and he's one of them. Um. Uh. I, I just, I, I really more and more find myself just, and I have been for years, but just diverging from Sony's strategy very rapidly. Me, my, my interest in it is just like, yeah, different I, ways. I'm, I'm genuinely getting a little bit concerned for Sony in particular, because their strategy relies so heavily on like single player games that yeah. you play once and then you, you're done. Like that's it. You, you don't need to play uncharted more than once. Yeah. You know, you don't need to play it's, it once you've, and once you've played one of them, you've played them all by the way. Exactly. Um, but it's not like, it's not like dark souls or, you know, there's games out there where I can see why people play it more than once. Yeah. Uncharted. They do have Demon Souls that launch, by the way, though. Uncharted, The Last of Us, those aren't games like that. You know, you play it once and you're good. Ghost of Zushma, uh, Death and, Stranding. So that's why, even even if they get, like, their own Game Pass someday, which, you know, doesn't look like it's happening anytime soon. No. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's just not looking good for Sony. I think... I don't know. I think it's, I it's think, a very murky future. I think for this gen, they're fine. I, yeah. I think their their strength of their brand can carry them for this gen. I don't know. I don't. I would be shocked if there was really a wide gap between Xbox and PlayStation at the end of this gen. Either way, it, it's well, going to be pretty. Close it'll be hard to. It'll be hard to quantify. It though, will because... be. It will be. You know, Xbox isn't really predicated around selling you the, the yeah. console anymore. It's yeah. it's more selling you Game Pass or just services. Yeah, yeah, because you yeah. can you can buy you can buy you know Halo on PC. You can you'll be able to buy Halo without even having a console or a PC, and then play it on your phone. You'll you know or yeah. stream it to your tablet or exactly. It's gonna yeah, it is gonna be hard, but I would be shocked to see. Sony in a position of of strength at the end of this gen. I really would. And then after that, I wonder if the chickens start to come home to roost. Do you think like the unthinkable happens like 10 years from now? And like Sony got into the market because it was going to make a console with Nintendo. Yeah. Do you think that the two and of I, them end up going like in together? Like You know, it's so funny now? you said that. It's so funny you said that because I have thought repeatedly recently that I could see those two banding together because two Japanese they sort of have to. I mean, yeah, they're, they're on the same. They're you know, well, and, and I mean, the, the two catalogs would really uh, 
complement each other very, very well, I think. And they still won't Sony, have any shooters, MMOs, or multiplayer. Yeah, Sony, Sony, Sony will bring a lot of, um, you know, more mature content. And Nintendo could bring a lot more family-oriented content. Uh, and it would no be a very... No multiplayer games for anybody, though. No multiplayer games. <laughs> but, you know, there, Sony could at least build a, a competent online system. Yeah. So. Like it seems like they it could work, but I don't know. Like if the future is streaming and and they can't do streaming, I don't know what the. I solution feel is. like if Sony wants to continue, and again, I think for this gen they're fine. For the next five years, they'll be fine. They're gonna have to form some type of large partnership, and it doesn't have yeah. to be with Nintendo. It could be with a a Samsung, Amazon, or, Google, or an Google. Yeah, somebody of that size. Like, and you know. Or, you know, a, a simple good way would just be to start publishing more of their games for PC. It's a no-brainer to me. Uh, yeah. Sell those we'll games to an existing audience. Just do it. Well, they, they announced that they were going to, right? Uh, they announced that they they're going to. So Death Stranding came to PC. Sony didn't publish it. They, they, only, they, they only had a timed exclusive on Death Stranding to begin with. And then, yeah. uh, what was that? Horizon, I think, got announced for PC. And then there was rumors that there was more coming that were going to be announced, and none of them got announced. It never. We're still waiting. Materialized, yeah. yeah. Bloodborne was the one that was everybody was expecting, which makes total sense. Um, but never came. Oh yeah, Bloodborne would be great for PC, especially because yeah. it had so many frame rate issues on uh, PlayStation. I, I love that game. It's my favorite Souls game. And I only made it like three hours and I got so impatient with dying. I was like, can't do it anymore. Forget it. Yeah. Forget it. See, yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I remember games being really hard when we were kids. And it, and it didn't and I was so Yeah, I was so okay with it. But now when games are as hard as the, like Bloodborne or, or Dark Souls, I'm just like, yeah, you know. You know I how many I, times, like, I think of like a game like Battletoads. I very rarely even made it to the third level of that game. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's another really hard one? I really only remember the first level. Yeah. Being a kid. Well, the second level they... was on a speeder bike. Remember? Oh, that's true. Yeah. And it was I, so yeah. hard. Yeah. I don't know if I got much farther than that ever. Yeah. I made it to the third level like once, like twice, maybe. Mega Man games yeah. were super hard, but I still yeah. played the heck out of them. Yeah. I, again, though. Also, those were like the only games we had access to <laughs> at the same time. You couldn't just download yeah. another game, you know. It, it, it was like, well, if you want to play a game, this is what you got. So, is this or nothing? Yeah. Until next Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> or your birthday, maybe. Well, I, I rented games like constantly. Yeah. I begged my mother yeah. to take me to the, the video store constantly to, to get the, uh, the uh, clothespin. Yeah. <laughs> off of the off yeah. of the thing. Yeah. I remember like Jimber how much of a revolution it was when they actually started like leaving the empty boxes. Box. Yeah. So it was like you actually look at the hole and like take it with you <laughs> to the counter. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the freaking days. They really were. Bloodborne on PC with anime girl mods. <laughs> but that would just be Code Vein. Yeah. Came, Code Vein came and went and I felt like it Nobody cared. Namco hyped yeah. it up. And it's just one of those. Well, yeah, it's just one of those, like, what is it, waifu? 
kind of. I don't know how to pronounce it. Adap- adaptations. Yeah. All right. So that brings us to rank them, actually. That's all the, the big the Genshin. That's the Genshin, Genshin impact. impact. Of, yeah. uh, uh, you haven't played that yet, have you? No, and I okay. probably never will. All right. Have you played it? No. Are you going to play it? I keep thinking about it. And I'm, I'm off this week, but I don't think I will. I've got too much else I, to play. See, I love Zelda. I love Breath of the Wild so much. Like, I, I find the game a little bit insulting, the fact that it, it stole so heavily. All right, let's let's do Ring them. That's all you. All right, so this is going to be our Halloween episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I guess it is. So in the spirit of Halloween, we're, we're going to rank these three Halloween-related movies. I hope it's not the actual uh, Halloween movie. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't even care if you've seen them or haven't seen them. <laughs> just if you haven't seen it, just rank it off of like the poster art or something. Okay. Um, so we're we're gonna go with Halloween. Oh man. We're gonna go with the Nightmare Before Christmas, and we're gonna go with Ernest Scared Stupid. Is that Nightmare Before Christmas even a Halloween movie? It's a Christmas. It's got Christmas. Well, you know. You know. It's, well, you know what's funny is. As people always I'll debate whether or not a snowman in there while you're at. Well, you know, well, wait, wait, wait. you know what's funny about it is, is if those that say it's a Christmas movie will receive, you know, blowback from people yeah. saying it's not a Christmas movie, it's, it's a, a Halloween movie. movie. Yeah. And then if you say it's a Halloween movie, there's people that say, well, that's not a Halloween yeah. movie. It's got Christmas in the name. But yeah. Uh. Okay. So I'm gonna go as the best. Starting with number one, by a long shot, Ernest Scared Stupid. Stupid. Yes. Yes. I love that. And you know what? I watched it with Irma like three years ago. Yeah. And uh, I was really embarrassed. She had never seen it. And then watching it again, I was kind of like, oh, man. Um, Yeah. You you can't go home again. Yeah. I mean, it still had all that. It still made me feel like a kid again. Like, I think I was sick at the time. And I was just looking for some reason to like feel good i was like literally bedridden sick i haven't seen that movie in 20 years at least (laughs) um and then i would go halloween number two and then uh you know nightmare before the 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 halloween before christmas or whatever you want there we go there you go sneak sneak it in what would yours be would you agree yeah uh uh, i have really bad memories about uh the nightmare before christmas so (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah that's definitely that's definitely at the bottom did you see the new halloween movie yeah, the, yeah. which one wait, wait, wait. The wait, newest. which one the newest one like last year no i didn't see that one i saw the one that rob zombie did oh okay that one was controversial like a lot of yeah, the hard really the hardcore halloween much. fans hated it yeah i didn't really care much. and i don't even consider my i'm not i'm not a hardcore halloween fan but yeah i didn't i didn't really care for it so the new one, I didn't mind it. I don't think it was a horrible movie. But um, Jamie Lee Curtis is advertised basically as like RoboCop. She's been training for like 20 years for Michael Myers <laughs> to come back, you know. And she's got all these yeah. el- elaborate plans. And in like the final act of the movie, the whole thing just totally breaks down. Because she's supposed to be an uber badass. And yeah. she's got all these plans and traps in her house. She's been planning this for like 20 years. And she's using, so she's got all these guns, right? She's inside the house with Michael Myers, and she's got, she's using a bolt action rifle, not a shotgun, 
not a pistol. It's like, okay, if you planned this, you would not be using a single shot. <laughs> what, you know, what, what, don't you have like an AK-47 or something? Anything other than a, a freaking bolt acting rifle. And then like, right when Michael Myers is about to bust in the house, she stands, she puts her back to a glass door. Like she's like, like she's standing against the door with a gun. And so, of course, what happens? He breaks through the glass. And grabs her. It's like, you know, you're supposed to be this like, you know, yeah. <laughs> RoboCop here. And, yeah. uh, it, so it's basically, it's basically the Terminator Halloween it, edition. It's not, it's not like a bad movie. I, I didn't, I yeah. mean, it's fine. Like it kind of, it's, if you're looking for a Halloween movie, it's not bad, you know, but I had my issues with it. You know, I really didn't think you would have uh, seen Ernest Scared Stupid. I thought I was like oh, the only person that had ever watched. It. I must have watched it. Did you time. Did you watch all the Ernest movies or just that one? I watched uh, Goes to Jail. I remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was the one where he's at like a camp? The camp. Was it Ernest Goes to Camp? It, something like that. Or I watched yeah, there, at least those three. Yeah, there's there's so many of them. Yeah. Now I'm now I'm gonna probably go back and try and watch at least a couple. The only thing I remember about going <laughs> to jail was he. I was so young. He's chewing on a pen while he's in yeah. court, and the, the ink goes all over his face while he's in court. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I think that. I think I think the jail one and and the Halloween one were were the two best ones. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Ha- the Halloween. There was, was one where he honest classic movie. Yeah, there was one where he goes to the army. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. One, yeah. He, you know, he was, was that, a master. Was, he was a master of that, like facial expression comedy. Oh, before so before it was like prominent. Like, yeah, he, he was really good at it. I, and there's so many. Yeah. When you go go back and watch Ernest Scared Stupid again, I'm so scared. Many fun, I'm scared well, no, there's so many funny little. Like, do you remember those two guys who appear in like every movie, and they're always like, like yeah. hawking things. They're always like selling. They've got like some business <laughs> idea, and it's always so stupid, but it's just funny. Yeah. Uh, and the one of them doesn't even talk. I don't think. I think his dog is repeating in the whole thing too, isn't it? <sighs> Rimshot. Is, did his dog ever drive? Did I, I think just his dog drives in Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah, I think he's done. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he's fighting off the troll, like in the back of the truck, <laughs> and the dog is driving at one point. Um, okay, I think that's my. I think that's going to double as my recommendation. Yeah, yeah. Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah. Uh, so my recommendation for this week is actually uh, since it's Halloween, since you brought that up, I just pulled this one out of nowhere, but it's a good one. Uh, Costume Quest. Costume Quest is the best. Halloween themed game that there is that I've ever played. Honestly, it's got a, it's a made by double fine. It's uh the music's great. It's kind of, it's a child's game, but it's a child's game in like a nostalgic way. Like there's a lot of really clever adult humor. It doesn't take that long. It's not a long game. And uh, you know, for some reason, somehow they made it into an Amazon prime television series. It's probably terrible, but uh, it's a really good game. And you can probably play, <laughs> buy it for like close to nothing so if you're looking for a good halloween game right now go play costume quest so you got Ernest scared stupid what Ernest a, scared stupid what a recommendation i hope somebody watches it and hates it and then comes back they, i mean they're probably gonna hate it they're probably gonna hate it i i think it's really something you had to be there at yeah. the time i would be curious to hear somebody's first first viewing in 2020 yeah. Uh, yeah, especially a younger 
a younger viewer. Yeah. What, well, a kid, a what kid, do they think? An honest, an honest kid, like a five-year-old kid today, would probably still enjoy it. Once you get a little bit older, though, who knows? Yeah. Once yeah. you're twelve, you know, might not they might not like <laughs> it anymore. All right, time for Godspeed stories. You're gonna love this first one. Rainbow Six Siege is now part of Xbox Game Pass. Is this your yeah. favorite game of the generation? The favorite. I, now that it's free, yeah. Well, it was probably your favorite before that, wasn't it? Do you, do you, oh, yeah, by far. So, yeah, I probably have 300 hours in this, which is, for me, a lot, this generation. Uh, yeah, so I'm thrilled. Uh, Frost Giant is a new developer comprised of Former StarCraft II developers, hot on the heels of last week's episode, who are making a new RTS. So, I thought that was so relevant. Finally! Because last week we were just talking about that. So The death of the RTS. Yeah. Cliffy B has hinted at a potential return to game development, inspired by the success of small games. Do you think he will actually ever make another game, and will it be anything other than a shooter? A shooter? Um, no, it won't be anything other than a shooter. Yes, he will return to gaming because he's got the itch. I hope he does. He's, I, I know his personality turns a lot of people off, but his game design has always been amazing. Unreal, Gears of War, Jazz Jack Rabbit. What was that other? What yeah. was the new game that they made that failed and it wasn't his fault? It was the Lawbreakers. Public. Yes. Lawbreakers. Most yeah. people who played it said it was a lot better than... You know, the fate that it was given. It got, yeah. Devolver people. has acquired their first Dozens developer. Yeah. The, the, the Stadia stance. Uh, where's that from originally? There are dozens of us. Is it a meme? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Devolver has acquired their first developer. So they've made so much money, probably from Fall Guys, uh, that they bought Crow Team, developer of Serious Sam. Have you ever actually played a Serious Sam game? You know, I don't think I have. No. But I, I, I've always, you know, I've seen videos of it and I always meant to. I think I played a demo once. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it looks cool. I, I, it looks like the type of shooter that I, I wish I played more, you know, where yeah. it's just like, shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah. You know? Like, there's like, there's very little thought to it. So, yeah, more. give me more Serious Sam and maybe I'll play one someday. I bought Serious Sam 4, which came out last month, I think. It wasn't yeah. bad. It wasn't great, though. It's not bad, I bought, but eh. I bought Duke Nukem Forever. You did? Was that? Yeah. Recently? Yeah. What? <laughs> it was like on sale for like three dollars, so I was like, uh, "Yeah, here we go." Do you know that the rights to that? This is very interesting. The rights was to that, that the one that was forever in development? Yes, it got announced for like the PS2 and didn't come out until like three years ago. Um, but did you know that the rights to that franchise are still being held up? Nobody owns them. Nobody can use them because 3D Realms and Gearbox, Gearbox, everyone's favorite assholes these days, uh, like are swearing up and down that they own the rights to it. And 3D Realms is like, uh, no, no, you don't. So just nobody owns it. And, and it's been in yeah. court for like five years and nobody can make a Duke Nukem game. It might be for the better, honestly, yeah. but... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Duke Nukem works so well. Well, well you know, maybe. When you look at like what Doom did and totally reinvented itself while still being, you know, true to its heritage, 
the retro FPS yeah. is really having a, a rebirth right now. Renaissance. So, yeah. Yeah. I would kind of like part. It's one of those things that this might be a Shamu situation where part, you you know you want to see a new Duke Nukem <laughs> and then when it comes out you yeah. realize yeah I didn't want this yeah I I never wanted uh, you deny yeah. you ever wanted it might be a, a bit of an earnest scared stupid situation. This one might be lo uh, longer than a Godspeed story. I honestly probably should have put this in the big news because it is big, big news. And that is Quibi Am Dead Total. Uh, wow. what, what do you make of this? Yeah, let's let's talk. This you know, is going to take longer than Godspeed. Uh, I Did you ever try Quibi? No, I did not. But I know you were getting into it for a while. Yeah, I mean, when it launched, just, it was actually pretty cool. I, I liked the idea. I thought, you know, like, I thought I could, it maybe could take off. It may be all That's right. What I, do you think that this is a case of a good idea too soon the wrong time. being ahead of its time or no, just a poorly run maybe. business? Uh, I think, I think really the, the worst thing that happened to it would be the coronavirus. I think coronavirus really. Out of help? Uh, is people no. using more new? No, because. Well, you got to remember, Quibi actually had like ESPN on it. I didn't. Know. It had like a, it had like an ESPN channel, sort of. Okay. But it came out like right at the same time that coronavirus came out, so they had no way to like produce anything for it because a nobody was playing sports, and b like at that time, like nobody knew how to like function as a society. Yeah. So. So they were sort of starved. Like you could see what it was supposed to be, mm -hmm. but they could never actually get there because of the coronavirus. Uh, so it's just really unfortunate that it came out when it did. Because if it came out maybe, you know, a year earlier, I think it might have really taken off. Was there a mandate on the length of episodes? Was it 10 minutes or 15 minutes? Yeah, or could you minutes, do as long 10 as minutes, long? 10 minutes or less. So the big properties that I saw, I know Reno 911 was released for this, a new version, which really makes a lot of sense. That style of content in 10-minute bursts does make perfect sense. Yeah. I know there was a Chris Hemsworth, or no, Liam Hemsworth and Christopher Waltz movie. Um, I don't know. I can't decide if just somebody else is going to steal this idea two years from now and it'll just be right back. Well, I know... I know Hulu already had, uh, they they started up like a, a quick bites section on Hulu. That was also like 10 minutes or less. I don't know. I, I think maybe people are just too used to it, at least a half hour. I think that, I was going to say that too. Like, it seems like a good idea. Seems like, especially for younger generations whose attention yeah. spans are worse and worse. It seems brilliant, but it doesn't, it didn't take off. I, I mean, you, even when we were kids, there were there were a bunch of shows where, you know, it was actually like two shows within one show within a half hour. So they were already like 15 minutes or less because they knew kids was couldn't, that, couldn't sit there. Was that, uh, what was that show? Was it Pappy? Pappy's. So the first. The the, what? No, not Peppa. Pappy the, Peppa the Pig. No, Pappy. I think it was called Pappy Land. Pappy Land. The first part of the show was an art lesson. He he painted, not like Bob Ross. He would teach, yeah. He'd paint kids things like let's let's learn how to draw a bunny. But then this like the second half or every episode concluded 
with whatever his creation was coming to life in a cartoon. And it was just a short cartoon, like a, like three, four minutes or something. But you looked forward to as a kid, even though the art lesson wasn't, you know, that engaging maybe, but you looked forward to, yeah. like you said, that like, oh, well, there's a cartoon at the end, you know. So pretty clever yeah. idea. Well, really. you know what? what one of the, that's my the, recommendation for the week. I was going to say, I bet, I bet a lot of people didn't tune in thinking they'd, Get a Pappy Land no, reference, but no. but here we are. Um, I got to Google Pappy after this show. It's I think I think uh, I think anim- Animaniacs is what comes to mind for me. I like the it. first half, I, I did too, but the first <laughs> half was always like Animaniacs, and the second half was Pinky and the Brain. So oh, really, yeah, it was yeah. like so really, it was like two 15 minute episodes. Yeah, you're right. So, uh, are you sad Quibby's dead? You know, you I watched it for. It, did you? No, I I did the free demo for like three months or whatever they gave you. I mean, like you didn't and buy I, into it. Like I, I only watched it for like a week. Oh, okay. uh, maybe that's why it's dead. I did actually have I did actually have like a commercial moment where I'm standing in line at the grocery store, and I I managed to watch an entire episode of I don't remember maybe it was ESPN or something. <laughs> I managed to watch the entire episode while I was standing in line. So yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. You know, like, cause it did Fucking actually come through kind of thing. Yeah. But you YouTube, know, I mean, I, have my, I mean, but that's the thing. Yeah, like, sort I, of what I do with YouTube, I save videos to my like watch later. And then depending on where I am and where I'm driving, I'm like, well, I got 16 minutes to where I get to where. So here's exactly. a video, you know, like that I have saved. Exactly. Uh, moving on. Ubisoft has committed to full cross-play and cross-progression for all of their games going forward. Is this the first good thing that Ubisoft has done since Rainbow Six Siege was released all-gen? Yeah, do you think we'll see more of this? I hope so. I really hope so. I I think think it's absolutely the the way of the future. I I hope that other companies jump on board. Uh, This is the only good thing Ubisoft has announced in ages. Uh... Did you see the first look at Tom Holland as Nate Drake? No, I didn't. You didn't see it? But I, now, now I'm desperate to see this because uh, I, I can't imagine being anything other than bad. It's it's just Tom Holland in Nate Drake's costume. I, I still don't get, with all due respect to Tom Holland, who I think is a fine actor, I do not see Nate Drake when I see him. I, oh, my God. It's just Tom Holland oh. as Nate Drake. What? You know... And you know who Sully is, right? Mark yeah. freaking Wahlberg. Like, why would they do that? He's not even close to old enough. No, he looks like a child. Or out of shape enough. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I'm sure this movie will do decent just because of, you know, name recognition. But I'm... God, Tom, not looking Tom Holland as, as Nate Drake, why? Yeah. What, what? Didn't Nathan Fillion do, like... Do like a, a self-funded uh, fan. It was, it was like an independent fan project. Yeah. 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 And it was, it was so great. The thing with why Phil, the thing with Fillion is why? he is a little too old, probably. Fillion's like fifty-five, I think. So yeah, that's not too old. Hollywood can do magic. Well, they didn't make Tom Holland look any older than twelve. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah, this is bad. This, this is real bad. 
the Switch version of Apex Legend has been delayed. This is exactly what I wrote on the, the agenda, by the way. The Switch version of Apex Legends has been delayed until 2021 because the Switch sucks. <laughs> They can't, there, there they, can't, you have it. they can't get a two-year-old game to run on the Switch. You know, I've been waiting for, for one bit of headline news that you haven't touched on yet that I'm really curious. If, if, if it has to do with the Switch, on. I'm not even talking about it. Yeah, it has to do with Switch and, and Michael Pachter. Oh, I see, I thought that was too Did you see that? Maybe. We should talk about it. Yeah, we should. I, I, I thought about I thought it. for sure. I thought that would be like number one Godspeed story. I thought... I uh, here's here's part of my problem. Ninety five percent of the time, I feel like what Michael Patrick says is total trash. So when, so when I see him <laughs> say something, I d- I almost don't want to give it like to the light of day. Yeah, yeah. But for some reason, he's a prominent analyst. So. We'll let you take it away after this. Well, Michael Pachter said he's one of the most popular video game analysts. I think he yeah. started the this, this statement off with Nintendo is stupid. I think that's what he said. <laughs> Sounds like it's coming out of my mouth. You know, I didn't even I didn't even actually agree what did. he said. He said. I just read the headlines. It was the, but he, the, in quote. He said Nintendo. He says Nintendo needs to ditch the Switch. Ditch the Switch, but keep the Switch light. Yeah, that's what he said. Do you oh, think that's that, even worse? Do you think, think that's, that's a good idea? You think no? No, it's terrible. That's that's terrible. Why? He should be fired immediately. Well, he's got no employer. He's I mean, he's independent. Uh, well, he should be fired Cancel from that him. too. Then cancel him. Well, what do you? Whatever. Why do you disagree? Because he's terrible. Well, no, no. <laughs> I agree. He's terrible. Why do you disagree with his statement? Well, because the the switch being a handheld that works on your TV. It's, it's it's all the magic. It's it's the magic. Like you get the option. Why why would you not want that? Why would you want only a piece of crap handheld? I mean, I I don't get where he's coming from with this either. I I'm somebody who I literally only used my Switch in TV mode. Yeah, I think once ever when I had it for a whole year. I did play it in handheld mode more, but if it was my only gaming device, you know, I would have used the TV mode a lot more than I did. Because I, See, that really surprises me. I, I almost use mine exclusively. I almost use mine exclusively in TV mode. I just, the thing is, if I'm going to play games on my you know PC monitor or my TV, I know it's a controversial statement here, but I have better games to play. Than what I could yeah. play on Switch, handheld mode, I could take it with me and lay in my bed and play Tetris 99. I could play Mario 35. You know, yeah, that was the the angle that I personally used my Switch for. Well, yeah, but, and I mean, it's nice to have the option right when you want to just go whole, lay in your bed. To me, the whole point of the Switch that I really looked forward to, and I don't think Nintendo has still quite fulfilled this, was they could finally unify their development efforts instead of putting, you know, making DS games and console games. They could put it all on the same device. That was, to me, why I thought the Switch was a good concept from that business perspective. They don't need, you know, because for years I hated it. Nintendo would make a new Luigi's Mansion game, but it would be on DS and not on the main console. Or a new Pokemon, and it would be on the DS and not the 
So I, I, you know, I as much as I despise the Switch, to just go to the Switch Lite seems stupid to me. I, yeah, I, 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 step I, back. Yeah, I mean, why would you? What would be advantageous about that? No idea. Even if seventy five percent of time on the Switch was spent in handheld mode, I still don't get why you would eliminate the option. I plus the dock gives you more graphical prowess. Yeah, so I think a lot of I, I think a lot of people are upset that the Switch Lite was handheld only. I think they wanted, you know, something that something that a form factor such as it was, but that could do TV mode still. I so I think a lot of people were upset that that Switch Lite was handheld only, and maybe well, maybe was, it was Nintendo flirting with the idea. I was fine with this with the Switch Lite being released because it, it it fits that kind of the same concept that Microsoft has. If you want one, if you want a Switch, we can sell you one for a hundred dollars less, so you have access to it. You just can't run it in TV mode. So you know, if you want to buy a Switch, it's, we got a cheaper version for you. I think it's fine. And then yeah. they could have you know they've got the middle you know the model they have now, and then. Do you think this Switch, whatever they're going to call it, Switch Super, Switch XL, the po- more powerful one, it's going to have 4K, supposedly. Do you think that will have a handheld mode? Or do you think they'll go yeah. just... No, I think it 100% will have. It'll, it has to have a handheld mode. Yeah. I think it's more likely that they drop the TV mode at some point than the can they mode. Can they cook in, are they willing to cook in a 4K screen on, on the handheld? I think that's a bridge too far. I yeah. think 1080p is your your best bet. I think you'll be right. Uh, just because battery life. I mean, uh, the thing already had terrible battery life. To <laughs> do you think 720? Do you think the next switch will be able to connect to the internet? Well, this one can. No, technically, it can. no, it cannot. Supposedly, <laughs> supposedly that was that was a joke. Uh, okay. supposedly. Uh. But I started this off was with, with, with Apex. Uh, Apex is coming to Steam on November 4th, so you can finally get rid of the terrible EA Origin app. Well, kind of. Thank God. Well, kind of. Because I think you Freedom. still need an Origin account to play games on Steam. Because uh, EA yeah. is trash. Where? When will the tyranny end? <laughs> this is why they win totally undeservedly, by the way, in my opinion. I'm not saying EA is a great company, but every year they voted one of the worst companies in America. And it's like, if you actually think that the EA is one of the worst companies in America, I don't think you have a quite, quite the <laughs> wide enough yeah, that's true. view of business. Unless, unless it's it's being voted by their employees. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> I'm not defending EA. I'm just saying I don't think they're the, one of the worst companies. You're, 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 you're a capitalist defender and an EA defender. What what what's that? I'm, they're gonna start calling me a what is it? An incel? Cap capitalist pig. Yeah, I'm gonna call the incel here next. Uh, Gears Five is getting a new campaign expansion along with its Xbox Series X upgrade by the end of the year. I was really excited by this news. More it's what expansion? A new new campaign, basically like a three Jeez, to four hour really? campaign. Yeah, I was really excited wow. by that. Yeah, that's it's, pretty cool. It's a good game. It deserves more more play time. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see what the new graphics. 120 FPS and all that stuff. So. Yeah, it'll be good. 
Are you getting a new Xbox? No. No. Not getting a new Xbox. Not even for thirty-five. What? Not even for thirty-five dollars a month. I honestly, I've got my so my last, the last. I sold my Switch. I sold my PlayStation Four. I've got my One X sitting next to me, and I honestly thought, should I part ways with this too? Should I ditch it? (laughs) I'm thinking about it too. Before the you know before it loses its value in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I think if not for the. The backwards compatibility, I probably would have. Yeah, it. I, I there's some games that you just can't get on PC. Well, I have a the normal Xbox One, the one that you, I traded you. That's the, I still have that, so I was like, ah, what do I do here? But yeah, whatever. Uh, Apple and Netflix were both reportedly in discussions to acquire the new James Bond film, No Time to Die. It was supposed. Yeah, that was a big one. MGM was asking $600 million for the rights to this. And so at first, this story evolved. The story was that both of them were in negotiations to try to acquire it. This movie has been delayed by a whole year now. It's been finished. And because of COVID. Um, So first I thought, wow, one of these, if they get it, are literally going to get Tens of millions of new accounts just for this movie. Do you think so? I think so. I think it's a big enough movie to do. I mean, I think I think Apple, since Apple probably, you know, their user base is probably tiny compared to Netflix. Uh, Netflix, though, I don't know. I, I think this is this is a franchise that does have. Pull. Yeah, I mean, it would yeah. be it'd be enormous to, yeah. to, you know, have a new James Bond movie premiere on. A streaming TV service. I mean, like, or whatever. That would be huge. Yeah, yeah. Especially if it was Apple TV. Like, people, people would have to go and or look at Apple TV. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, yeah. In 10 minute chunks, one a week. You gotta keep <laughs> yeah. coming back. Uh, but did you hear how much MGM's asking? 600 million. And did you hear how much both of these companies stopped at? No. 300. They're, wow. They, they wouldn't even meet. They wouldn't even go past 300. Well, I think 300 is a crazy number. Astronomical, isn't it? Yeah. Well, but, that's a huge. But like, to me, they can make their own James Bond. They can make like two James Bond. Movies. That's true. Uh, that to me, though, says they must have done the numbers and seen how many accounts that they will get from a movie like this. Mm-hmm. And and 300 million is, you know, whatever, whatever it is, 1500 or 15 bucks a month divided by 300 million you'll get your rough estimate of how many they thought they were going to get. Yeah. I mean, well, when you think of the content that they make, a lot of it is unknown or risky. And even if this is a bad James Bond movie, it's still a James Bond movie. Yeah. Which, you know, has its own built-in fan base. Yeah. 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 Like you said, it's going to bring in millions of people. It's Daniel Craig's last one. So their viewership's probably very good. People are gonna watch it regardless. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a pop culture event. Yeah. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is getting an exclusive zombies mode, not not the only zombies mode, but an exclusive zombies mode on PlayStation consoles. Sony has once Ooh. again money hatted Call of Duty, and uh, I have two thoughts on this. A Sony has repeatedly bought this exclusive content. I hate it. They did it with Destiny. They've done it with 
with Call of Duty. I think it's it sucks for gamers of all kinds because you buy the game, you don't get all the content, or you can't play it with your friends because they got it on a different console. Plus, I think it's probably a waste of money in a lot of situations for Sony. And these modes that they get as exclusive always suck. Every single time. Yeah. These are like afterthoughts. It's such a yeah. joke. Well, I mean, that's what they are, really. This one? They're just an afterthought. This one is it takes the multiplayer maps for the game and sticks zombies on them. You got to fight the zombies on the multiplayer maps. It's, you like, think, it's you just think? such a joke. It's like one person's idea. They're like, oh, hey, you got to go stick the zombies on the multiplayer maps, guy. And then we're going to pawn it off to Sony for $10 million. Yeah, don't you th do you think that from Activision's perspective... They have everything to gain from making the the exclusive Sony stuff bad, because then they're not really angering the Xbox fan base. I think, and you, they're still getting Sony's money, so it's like uh, you know. I, I think you do anger people anyway, because yeah. And as a Destiny fan, I hated this because Destiny was a game where like you wanted to experience everything, and when you heard that people on another platform had you know exclusive dungeons. Uh, exclusive weapons that pissed you off because it's like, yeah, well, I'm not getting the full experience. And even though it, it was, you know, it just seems like a small amount of content. It just, it's just enough to piss you off. Um, I, I think act. It's probably a significant amount of money. We're not talking peanuts. It's probably like fifty million dollars. It's probably pretty significant. Um, I do think that well, it's not six hundred million. No. I do think that this strategy helped Sony, you know, PS4 was carried by like Des Destiny and Destiny 2 in a lot of ways. Yeah, and especially the multiplayer. Call of Duty as well, uh, you know, beat was the home. PlayStation was the home of it this past gen. And so the whole professional scene was on PlayStation. So to an extent, I think it was successful for Sony as well, even though some of this stuff was straight up garbage. It brought the entire community to that platform. So I don't know. I don't know. I just know I don't Great like garbage. It. I don't like it. Yeah. No, me neither. And I and I don't like it when anybody else does it either. I don't like it if Microsoft does yeah. it. Yeah. I don't like it if yeah, just, Nintendo does it. It feels like keep away, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean I remember the first instance I could think of this was like remember Soul Calibur 2, you had spawn in the Xbox version. Yes. You had I think Zelda. It? Zelda and it game. And uh, Hayachi from Tekken. Was that who it was? I thought it was like yeah. Kratos or something. Nope, it was Hayachi. Uh, I think in a later Soul Calibur. In Soul Calibur 2, it was Hayachi, Spawn, and uh, Zelda. But in a later Soul Calibur, I think uh, Kratos did make an appearance. You know, that kind of... At the time, I don't know. I, I just... I, I don't like it. I don't like it in general because even if you get it, the version that a, I think it, it milks that point of trying to get people to buy the different versions of the same game, the completionists, you know, like I got to play yeah. spawn and I got to play link, you know, like I got to buy it twice or you just feel like, yeah, I really wanted to play a spawn. I never got the chance because I was 15 and I didn't have the money to buy xbox at the time I, I certainly wouldn't pay for the same game twice back then when every dollar you had was like 
You had to do yeah. so much to get it. Absolutely. Um, so that's it for this week's show. We've got, you know, it's hard to believe we're heading into November here. So we're going to start need to put together like our game of the year stuff. Yeah. Uh, our most anticipated games. Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, like well, literally in like another like five episodes or so, we'll need to be doing our game of the year awards, which is crazy. Five, six episodes, whatever. Do you have an idea of what that might be? What my game of the so year far? would be? Yeah. Well, we usually do categories. I mean, I've yeah. said it before. My game of the year. Well, don't spoil it. But I've said it, I've said it on the show before. <laughs> I said this was gonna be. I think there's one game that could shake up the game of the year awards. Still, I think obviously it's Cyberpunk. It could affect multiple categories. Uh, if the new Call of Duty is really good, you know, maybe that. Other than that, I don't. Are there any more other big games you could think of coming out this fall? The new expansion, the new WoW expansion, I guess. You know, but will those shake up Game of the Year awards? Probably not. Not not Halo Infinite. That's not Halo sure. Infinite. I really wish I would be, yeah, naming Halo Infinite my Game of the Year 2020. But cut cut the filth. Maybe we'll have an award for, uh, yeah, filth basically. <laughs> uh, you know, biggest disappointment of 2020, and uh, Halo he like Infinite. put his tongue into his cheek. He like. Yeah, I get one of those. Ah. Poor Phil. The guy's working so... That that must have been... Like, he has worked so hard. And so many things have fallen into place. And he's gotten so many yeah. things out the door. Like, the new consoles. You know, buying Bethesda. All backwards compatibility. Game Pass. Well, There's so many pieces here. All he needed was that one damn game to to arrive. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, even more than that, I always I always think back to like the last two E3s where, you know, like a lot of people were like, oh, you know, uh, people are keep saying, where are the games, Phil? Where are the games? And, and he had to have known that he was making this grand plan vision. Yeah. yeah. Like, and so he had to have known that like this is gonna happen. But he can't say it, obviously. He yeah. couldn't tell anybody. So he's getting hammered. And, and like, how annoying must it have been to, oh to, to know? To be doing all this stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you couldn't say it for, you know, however long. Oh, yeah. This stuff that's coming out now, you know, this stuff's all five years in the making. Exactly. He's yep. been planning this stuff for five years. And, yeah. And, uh yeah, and He's in making, fairness, Microsoft's lineup of games this year has been much better than for the past five years. For the past 12 absolutely. months, it's been really good. But they still yeah. needed that one bomb, good bomb. Yeah, the, the real heavy games. hitter. Yeah, yeah the, the real heavy hitter. And uh, Which Halo could have been. They don't have it. <laughs> they ain't got it. Ain't got it. Not there. It's, it's the medium. It's the medium. Or, or Scorn. Is that even coming I don't out know. this year? I don't know a damn thing about scoring. Neither do which, I. Which game is that? I, I don't know. All horror games are the same. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to get hate for that one. All horror games are the same. <laughs> Somebody they hate me. It's the capitalist defending horror game hating pig. <laughs> the, the capitalist pig. And Halloween, no less. Yeah, yeah. And, and during the same during the same podcast, I gave AOC props. So I'm I'm the biggest <laughs> I'm the biggest combination of, of uh, yeah 
I don't know. What Contradictions. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and like points to cause people to like start tweaking out and just react. You know, <laughs> like start a fire everywhere I possibly can. Uh, okay. So Godmode Unlocked episode one fourteen is uh made for oh. the birds. And yeah. uh, oh, you got it in there. Ev- everybody, everybody, go watch. And- Happy Land. It's the greatest childhood. Thanks to our thanks. I just like to give a thanks to our sponsor, uh, Wild Bills, <laughs> who hasn't paid us a, a dime. <laughs> I'm sure the paychecks in the in the mail. Hey, yeah, we do get all those pink envelopes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, check. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See all right. Wild Bills. Give us a, a call. Give us a call. See you later. See you, Frank. <laughs>